Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thank you so much for joining us here and joining us. Now, a passenger bus traveling from Zimbila and Misiga in the Upper East Region to Kumasi has been attacked by gunmen in Wali Wali, the Northeast Region. The attack was said to have occurred at around 9 p.m. Friday, 26th January, as the bus was entering the Wali Wali Township. Six passengers were injured and have been treated at the hospital in Wali Wali. The police in the region say they are investigating the incident. And meanwhile, military and police patrols have been intensified on the Tamale-Boga Highway. My colleague Elias Utanko reports. Eight incumbent members of parliament on the ticket of the new patriotic party will not be returning to the lawmaking chamber next year. This is because delegates of the governing party failed to endorse their candidature 
for the upcoming polls. My colleague Blessed Soga takes a look at some of the personalities who failed to secure enough vote to contest the parliamentary candidate. There were heavy casualties in the battle for parliamentary seats in the New Patriotic Party's constituencies. The areas up for contest had incumbent members of parliament facing stiff opposition from other aspirants. In all, 28 incumbent members of parliament lost their seats, bringing to an end their bid to return to parliament next year. Sarah Aja Safo is included in that list of incumbent MPs who lost their seats. Um, basically, I'm excited. The Mipavenya people have decided it's a massive victory for the MPP. Going forward, I think what we have to do as a party is to unite all of, all of them, the three candidates and their followers, and we make sure we break the eight. The local people, the constituents themselves are fed up with the Honourable Member of Parliament, and that is what has been translated in this, in this vote that we're seeing today. For now, Aaron Michael Kuei Jr. has the adult's task of securing the next electoral victory for the new patriotic party. Ashanti region, the stronghold of the party, also witnessed a shake-up. Eugene Entry, outspoken member of parliament for Subin, who called for the removal of Ken Overeta as finance minister, is heading home way earlier than he would have imagined. Tina Na Ayeli Mensa, deputy health minister. Bright Riku Brobe, Deputy Lands and Natural Resources Minister. Gifty Chum Ampofo, Deputy Minister for Education. Frida Prempe, Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources. And Lariba Abudu, Gender and Social Protection Minister, are some of the government appointees who also lost their seats. But some other appointees were spared. That includes Minister for Trade and Industry and MP for Adansia Sokoa, Kabina Tahir Hammond, who was firing on election day. I am the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight champion of politics of Adansia. I remain the champion. Undefeated. No champion. Also, Works and Housing Minister Francis Asensu-Bachi, who faced stiff opposition from Ralph A. Japan, clinched onto his parliamentary seat, paving way for him to run for elections later this year. You, you were asked to jettison your own son true son of Bantman for someone who does not come from here. But he said, no, that will not happen. And that did not happen. But this is MPP. Whenever we are having a contest, we, we, we campaign, and after the contest, we come together. So I want to pledge my commitment to a, a, a one united MPP that will rally behind Dr. Mahmoud Baumia for the big battle in 2024. The new patriotic party is hoping that this new mix of old and new candidates will contribute to the party's agenda of breaking the eight-year political cycle and winning victory in the upcoming presidential and parliamentary elections.
also the Deputy Minister for Local Government and Rural Development and MP for Fenso North, Colin Augustine team, will not be in Parliament in 2025 after suffering a shocking defeat in the Fenso North NPP parliamentary primaries. The legislature who polled 231 votes representing 37.87% of the total vote cast after conceding defeat admonished his supporters to rally behind a newly elected parliamentary candidate to enable the party retain the offense or not seat. Now, Anna Sabit has more in the following report. Voting just ended here in the official North constituency of the Ashanti region, and of course, at a close of polls, a total of 622 persons turned out uh, to vote with 12 rejected ballots. The first, you know, person on the list is uh, uh, Dr. Fred Che Asamoah. He polled a total of 378 uh, uh, votes, and then uh, the second person on the ballot paper, uh, Roxin Edubain, polled 01, and then the incumbent. Uh, who lost to this contest. He doubles as a deputy minister for local government and rural development, uh, calling suggesting team, polling a total of 231 votes. And uh, so that is what has just been declared by the returning officer, who is a district electoral officer for official law. I believe my victory is going to spark some kind of revolution within the new patriotic party that will enhance the governance uh, ability of the party. Um, on top of it, I want to appreciate all my team members for the hard work. And um, for me, my ultimate aim is to make sure that the new patriotic party becomes successful in the 2024 election. For the incumbent member of parliament, uh, who doubles as the deputy minister for local government and rural development, Collins Augustine and team, he's been, you know, urging, you know, his faithfuls to show uh, their weight behind the winner in the person of uh, Dr. Fred Chi Asamoa, and he has pledged to uh, do his bit to ensure that the NPP maintains the offensive not seat, as well as support the uh, vice president, Dr. Uh, Mahmoud Bonia, to win the next election as the president of the Republic of Ghana. I want to advise all my supporters, my delegates. Indeed, it's not all the time that Collins will be a member of, but at a point in time, I have to end. That is destiny. So I want to rally behind you, support my, 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 the incoming parliamentary candidate. I want to urge everyone, each and every one, please. The key thing here is when for our parliamentary candidate, our presidential candidate, we maintain the seats. And I want to believe that everybody will come together 
to support that cause. So after 16 years of parliamentary representation, Collins Augustine team joins a tall list of uh, you know experienced members of parliament who will not be showing up on the floor of parliament after January 7, 2025. From the Offensive North constituency for Joy News, my name is Anna Sabit reporting. Meanwhile, thunderous jubilations rocked Dansoma Saturday evening after the incumbent member of parliament for Ablikma West constituency. Esla also secured a landslide victory, garnering 817 of the 1,078 vote cast. Her only contender, Robert Kwesineko, managed 241 votes with 20 rejected. There's more in the following report. Sandra's jubilations filled the atmosphere as Kwame Ampedu, the Ablikuma Municipal Electoral Officer, declared the final result of the primaries at the Liberty Park in Dansoman. Candidate number one, Osla Gifti Ousu Ekufu, had 817, 817 votes. Candidate number two, Roni Kwesi Noko, had 241, 241. Now, so candidate elect is Madam Esla Ousu Ekufu. By the power vested in me as a municipal electoral officer and on behalf of the electoral commission, I declare Esla Ousu Ekufu. Parliamentary candidate elect for Ablekuma West. Madam Esela also calling for unity, attributed the victory to hard work, emphasizing the seat retention for the NPP. I'm not surprised. We've done a lot of work in the constituency, and our executives have reaffirmed their trust and hope in me to retain the seat for the NPP. And I can only tell them that. As my campaign slogan says, it is possible together. Together, we will win and win and win again and break the eight. What is your message to your, your opponent? I wish he had stayed to congratulate me because that's what um, is expected of all contestants in there. The contest is over. The delegates have spoken. It is time for us to join forces to do the work of the MPP in this constituency. So I'm welcoming him to join our campaign so that we can forge ahead in unity and re-retain the seat for the NPP. And we'll do whatever it takes to do that. Somebody has been to Parliament with three votes. So the important thing is that we are winning and we are retaining the seat and we are winning more votes for our presidential candidate, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, to break the eight. That, for me, is our focus. NDC is not my focus. I've beaten them three times. I'll beat them again. The district chief executive of Adan is Sarah Dubaki-Pobi and the MPP's parliamentary candidate for Nkwanta South constituency, Sharifa Sechretijani, described Esla's victory as inspiring. Her level of, um, uh, what's it called, hard work, and the strength that she exhibits, it's, it's an admiration to a lot of us. So um, I'm happy for the results. It has shown that indeed she's a strong woman. She's not just strong, but she's, she's somebody who is an example to the young women that are coming up in, in, in politics. 
we the women who are also learning from her should also be up and doing and i say congratulations to her in response to robert kwesini calls concerns about campaign and accreditation the mpp's director of communication richard ahimba stated that the party is prepared to address the issue if it is brought to their attention if it gets to the party we refer to a different committee they'll look at it what if there are merits in it it'll be looked at but as far as i know um, I have not seen anything uh, that is done here on toward, and the result will demonstrate to you that it's a unanimous endorsement of the minister. So if, there are, if it was a close election, then you can make those allegations, but this is a resounding victory. I don't see uh, anything done on toward, but of course, if it has reason to believe that it's been treated unfairly, by all means, it should appeal that, or a petition the different committee for some redress. Party faithfuls in the Ablekuma West constituency affirmed their determination to maintain the seat for the party in the CS elections. Reporting for Joy News, Carlos Caloni, Ablekuma West constituency. Now, Interior Minister Ambrose Derry believes electorate in the Nandom will decide the fate of the Neo Patriotic Party in the National Democratic Congress based on merit. His however, of the firm believe that the NPP has outperformed the NDC. Ambrose Derry made the remarks after he was retained through popular acclaim acclamation at Nandom. Interior Minister Ambrose Derry was a lone horse in the new Patriotic Party NPP. Nandam constituency parliamentary primary. A selfless approach to developing the constituency and the people are clear for the 420 delegates in the midst of supporters crammed at the Nandam St. Teresa Paris Hall. The reason why he is cool, calm and collected and not going through the frustration, sleepless nights, disloyalty and above all uncertainty that aspirants elsewhere are being subjected to in their party's primaries. The boss has his affectionately called by his supporters for years to come will still remain a dominant force in the politics of Dundum and the region at large. The delegates were eager and in hurry to acclaim the member of parliament that has changed the complexion of politics in the area and better their lives. And when the question was thrown by the Nondam electoral officer as the Akoto Dako, they did not disappoint him. Ambrose Derry, in accepting to be the MPP parliamentary candidate for the 2024 polls, paid growing tribute to the Catholic Church led by the late Cardinal Poroku Derry and all past parliamentarians of the area recognizing the good works they did which impacted positively on the lives of the people. He then moved on, generating a debate between the MPP and the NDC as to which of them performed better for the people of London and ended sticking his neck out for the MPP. What we are going to do in the, in the campaign coming is to ask our people to choose between the MPP and the NDC who has developed more and therefore I ask my people who developed more is obvious that the road network is known highway we pulled it through us to Hamelin we have dropped it we are going through Brutu going to Domwini 
urban roads, we have done Nandong roads, still ongoing as I talk to you. The next one we are going to do is Brutu to Danko. We'll be doing the road in the hospital and we'll be doing next one to Kole. The EU roads have done a lot of work. Water, we are in all the communities, we're still counting. Electricity, we pulled it more than any other group. The NDC cannot challenge us with that. Employment, we have employed more people than the NDC has ever employed. He pledged with the support of the party to work to increase the party's parliamentary and presidential votes in the 2024 polls. In 2016, I won over my brother of the NDC by 800 votes. In 2020, thanks to their work and support of Nandome, we raised it over 4,000 votes. The president who used to have a gap between he and the NDC, about 12,000. The last time he was beaten by just a thousand votes. But there's something I need to comment in for. While my votes increased by over 4,000, his votes also increased over 4,000, but his votes increased by 31 votes more than my votes. So it meant that Nandom is moving in the right direction. Today, I'm telling them, you want me, you want me with Baumia? They said yes. We need to move forward with Baumia as a flag bearer. And I'm telling them, are they ready for us to increase the gap? Yes. Are they ready for us to integrate the gap? Yes. So we are going to increase the gap. And we will emerge with doctor, a large doctor, Mahmoud Baumia, as president. And my humble self, I'm Rosary, as MP Fernando. In neighboring Lamuse constituency, Dr. Bright Baligi was also retained as the party's parliamentary candidate for the 2024 general elections. It wouldn't serve our collective interest should I win as a member of parliament, whilst even if the flag bearer wins as the president, we lose the presidential votes here. I commit to the project, and I want to state that the work starts now, and it starts with you. We have provided you with all it takes. All the arsenals are at your disposal, at your community levels, for you to charge the voters to go out there and endorse Dr. Mohamed Obama as the president. There was a win for Deputy Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources, Amiri Chine Isaku, in a contest that uncle and nephew contest in the Central East constituency. Amiri Chine won a landslide victory against his maternal uncle and political science lecturer at the University of Ghana, Dr. Josoje Puntiezato. The MPP must not see this election as an election. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. It's an election of the MPP, and the MPP is the winner. But let me say that the delegates of Sisala East have vindicated my claim that I am a practical politician. And I understand what is on the ground. And it is the same approach I'm going to apply in the general election. And by the grace of God, I will defeat Bataglia hands down. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam, Nandom. Now, some first-time aspiring members of parliament seeking to lead their constituency into this year's general election had the ambitions quashed following their abysmal performance in the just-ended MPP parliamentary primaries. The likes of COP George Alex Mensah and the controller and accountant general Kwesi Kwenin Bosumping were among first-time aspirants whose political vision was cut short. My colleague Stanley Nibleu has put in more in the following report. The MPP primaries brought colorful smiles to the faces of some candidates, but also threw others into a state of misery after they failed to secure the nod to lead their constituencies into this year's general elections. Most of these aspirants were convinced of victory, so they put in their all just to make their vision a reality. But the delegates remained the final adjudicators. The contest cut short the aspirations of some parliamentary hopefuls, especially new faces who sought to unseat the incumbent. In the Bekwai constituency, four persons filed to contest the seat after the incumbent MP, Joe Seusu, indicated that he was not going to seek re-election. However, COP George Alex Mensah retired, who was at the center of the controversial IGP leaked audio tape saga failed to make his dream of becoming the MP for the Bakwai constituency a reality after losing the slot to Raf Edusipuku. The quest by the controller and accountant general, Kwesi Kwenin Bosompem to unseat the current MP for Achim Shredro constituency, Kennedy Osenyako, also failed. Mr. Bosompem refused to relinquish his position as the controller and accountant general to pursue his political dreams even though the minority mounted pressure on him to do so. The Bantama constituency, which was a contest between a Yuton Bas and an Aboboya, saw the bus fatally crashing the Aboboya as Raf Japon, brother of Asin Central MP Kennedy Japon, failed his bid to take dominance over the seat of that constituency. For Raf Japon, unity is key. Unity is the most important thing. He's done well. He's done well. I must concede. Are you confident of winning? What happened? Yes, no, 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 I no, told no. you, no, it's an election. I told you, I told no. you it was an election. Yes, yes. It was an election. You either win or lose. And I've lost. He won. So he's done well. I congratulate you. Tomorrow yes, life goes on. Public relations officer of the Ministry of Education, Chrissy Quartin, was also among the new crop of aspirants who received the shock of their political career when delegates in their Santiachem North constituency explicitly denied him the opportunity to represent the constituency in the 2024 elections. Despite the defeats chalked by some first-time aspirants, a host of them also emerged successful. In the Domi Kwabianya constituency, CEO of the Ghana Free Zones Board, Mike O. 
Okwe Jr. was lucky to have stung the incumbent MP Sarah Joasafo after two failed attempts. I hereby declare Michael Aaron Okwe Jr. as the parliamentary candidate elect for Domi Kwabenya constituency of the MPP. I feel very good because I know this battle belongs to God. As a first-timer, the CEO of the Coastal Development Authority, Jerry Ahmed, also managed to unseat the current MP for Wajakbawe, Tina Mensa, after switching constituency from Ablekuma South. It's not been an easy fight. It's been a very tough one. And uh, I, I just thank God for helping me through. The Sikado Ketan constituency in the western region saw delegates usher in Charles Bissu as a new phase of the MPP in that constituency. This was after Jogate, the incumbent, decided not to contest the seat again. Charles Bissu became popular after investigative journalist Anas Arimiya Anas captured him in a Galamse scandal but was later investigated and cleared by the presidency. Now, allegations of widespread voter inducement characterized the just-ended primaries. Items offered ranged from cash to material gifts. My colleague Stanley Nibler followed the election keenly and reports. Ghana's electoral process until recently has been fraught with monetary inducement, making the process expensive for people who aspire to venture into politics. Caused by some civil society organizations and well-meaning Ghanaians to reduce or eliminate monetary influence in Ghana's electoral system has not yielded much results. For former chairman of Ghana's Electoral Commission, Dr. Kujua Farijan, the dominance of monetary inducement in elections in the country is a shame, adding that it only defeats the fundamental principles of the country's democracy. What we have now looks like an open market where candidates can freely buy votes and citizens can freely sell their votes in broad daylight, while we all look on seemingly unconcerned. But it is a shameful spectacle. The just-ended MPP's parliamentary premise is just a tip of the iceberg, but also rekindles a major national concern. The primaries received wide allegations of voter inducement. In the Wajakbari constituency of the Greater Accra region, delegates alleged that the incumbent MP Tinamensa influenced voters by sharing 2,000 cities to them, while her contender Jerry Ahmed paid 200 Ghana cities. Some beneficiaries of the inducement did not shy away. There are 110 delegates from my electoral area, but the MP selected only 27 of them and gave each 2,000 cities. The rest of the delegates didn't get anything, so the little that Jeremiah came to give us, everyone was contented with, so we decided to vote for him. Delegates who did not benefit were pissed. In the Swami constituency of the Ashanti region, the constituency chairman alleged that the delegates were given 50 cities by the aspirants so as to secure their votes. Delegates in the Doboya constituency in the northeast region were also not left out as there were reports of aspirants sharing motorbikes during the elections. But the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the party, Bernard Nchibuis Yakun, alias Chairman Wintumi, said the monies given out were to serve as transport for delegates. Okay. You see nothing wrong with I'm, I'm, some of these um, aspirants giving out money to delegates to vote in their favor? Oh, my brother, my brother, 
you as a journalist, we have to be a reality. Once I'm going, you look for Lorifers. Is it is it not normal in Ghana? Or you look for law affair, then you say it. So once I'm going, I'll go free. I, I, I want to look for law affair from you. Yes, then I will, I, will, I will do that and give everybody so, so, a law. So what is your opinion when it comes to um, delegates taking money from aspirants? To, you know? Nobody is doing that. Nobody is doing that. Now they have voted and finished. From this justification, it is clear that the country will need to do more than necessary to reduce or eliminate the practice of voter inducement from our body politics. Now, President Akufado has commended winners of yesterday's parliamentary primary polls and urged losers to rally behind their winning colleagues on the flagrant one next victory for the NPP in the upcoming general election. Now, this was contained in a statement issued to the party. My colleague James Avagi joins us with further details of this particular statement. Now, James, what more does the statement say? Hello, James. Well, Carlos, so the statement actually started by congratulating the rank and file of the NPP mm. and then went on to congratulate the security services as well as the media for a job well done yesterday. Mm. The president then proceeded to congratulate all of the aspirants who have been able to make it through yesterday and went on to urge those that have lost to put the results of yesterday behind them mm. and rally behind uh, the winners. He says that those that have been elected yesterday, he believes are a blend of both uh, experienced and matured politicians and the youthful ones who have been elected. And so that new blend okay. would be something that would help the NPP uh, to break the eighth come the next general election. And so uh, he thinks that, I mean, if you have lost, no need to hold a bad faith. Mm. Uh, you need to support your winner, as well as the vice president, and who is also the flag bearer of the party now, mm. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, in order to break the eighth for the NPP and swear the party or the vice president in on January 5, 2025. All right. Thank you so much uh, with those details from uh, my colleague James Aveje. Now we'll go back to our earlier story where passenger bus traveling from Sibila and Misiga in the upper east region to Kumasi has been attacked by gunmen in Waliwali in the northeast region. Uh, the attack was said to have occurred at around 9 p.m. Friday, 26th January, as the bus was entering the Waliwali township. Six passengers were injured and are being treated at a hospital in Waliwali. Now, the police in the region say they are investigating the incident. Meanwhile, military and police patrols have been intensified on the Tamale Boga Highway. Elias Otanko reports. Eyewitnesses say the gunmen, numbering about four, emerged from a nearby forest at the town's outskirts and opened fire with the intention to ground the vehicle and target the passengers. However, According to the eyewitnesses, the driver who was shot in the leg managed to stay on course until finally crashing the vehicle into the wall of a senior high school in Waliwali and about 200 meters away from the attack location. Six people, including the driver, were injured by the gunfire and were rushed to the hospital. 
had a crash scene, students of the Wale Wale Technical and Vocational Senior High School gathered the next morning to watch with shock and surprise the extensively grounded vehicle and the serious damage caused to their school wall. When approached, the students declined to comment. After the attack, security personnel quickly arrived at the scene and helped the passengers to alight from the vehicle. The passengers who survived the attack were then shepherded to safety inside the municipal police headquarters that is just a handshaking distance from where the vehicle crashed. At the police station, some of the survivors spoke to Joy News. Do you know, do you know the number of people that have been injured? So now that you are at the police station, have they told you anything? What are you doing here? And where are you living? Do you know? The police have assured us that we are ready for a bus. Come and then transport us to the police. I'm free. 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 Yes, <laughs> The identity of the attackers and their motive remain unclear as police in the region are tight-lipped. However, for some time now since November 2021, the Waliwali-Bolga portion of the Tamale-Bolga Highway and the Bolgatanga-Bokopolmakum Road have remained deadly with more than 15 armed attacks on motorists and more than 20 deaths, mostly innocent civilian travelers and traders. Despite the deployment of a special military and police forces on the road, the attacks keep recurring with seemingly no sign of abating from Waliwali. Elias Sutanko reporting for Joy News. Now, the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission has lent its support to government's intention to impose a value-added tax on domestic electricity consumption. The new VAT on electricity has met strong opposition from a section of the public, including labor unions. The Trade Union Congress last week gave a one-week ultimatum to government to reverse the decision of face the Arab. Speaking on news file on Saturday, Chief Executive Officer of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission, Ben Arthur, says the tax will help government revenue mobilization agenda. I mean, you must side with me that government needs to mobilize revenue. Where are we going to get it from? Obviously, it has to come from us. But of course, if uh, there's a section of the public that is agreed, especially public sector workers, and the workers of this country are aggrieved by the policy or a law that has been passed by parliament. Definitely for implementation. There's a need to dialogue. And for me, demonstrations and ultimatum 
might serve their purpose, but that is not the, the, the best of approach. Uh, dialogue is the way forward. And you should not forget something. Yourself, you are a lawyer. And you know in the Constitution, we are mandated as citizens of this country to also contribute our quota. So the question is, in this challenging time, where is our quota? What must we do? And how must we do it? So we, we all have the joint responsibility to make this nation work. Mm. So this government is asking. Uh, I do not think that it is, it is a joy of every, any government in this country to be imposing taxes every day and night. I do not think so. But we have a challenge that must be resolved. In times past when government could not raise revenue, and we had very difficult times, what government resorted, uh, resorted to was to lay off workers. Uh, you and I have been long in this country, inside in the 80s, when there were a lot of retrenchments, layoffs, and the rest. Is that what we want to, we want to witness in this country? Obviously, no worker, especially the public sector, uh, is willing to welcome such needs. That is an alternative for government in order to cut down its, uh, uh, its, its budget. That's also an alternative. But is it an alternative that speaks to the well-being of our colleagues who work in the public sector? So there is a need mm. to strike a delegate balance. But the Trade Union Congress believes the tax will be a burden on workers. Uh, listen to uh, Secretary General of the TUC, Dr. Yoba, who reiterates the union's resolve to oppose the tax. It's not right. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you, are, you have an IMF program or not. The situation we found ourselves in the last two, three years, it is still responsible on the part of government to tax Ghanaians again. It is not right. We can change it. Oh, I challenge them to bring all the stakeholders together. And, and my brother, I can assure you, this country will, will get out of this mess. You gave a seven-day ultimatum. Yes. What is today, and what responses are you getting from government, and what are your plans? Uh, we've got some responses. I'm not sure if I have to discuss that, even when I was driving this morning. I received some phone calls. I'm not sure if I should discuss this on the radio. But we go up to 31st of this month. Today is 27. We don't have a lot of time. And I hope that this government will act very quickly, you know, to, 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 to ensure there is peace in this country. Otherwise, I can assure you, my brother, after 31st, you will hear from organized labor. We are committed, we are determined that this tax will never be implemented. And we will do whatever it takes for government to change the stand on it. Just to watch Enjoy Newsroom with me, Carlos Caloni. We'll take a short break, we'll return with more with business. Please stay with us.
I know we were expecting a dirty December. But guess what? In just two years, the city's value for the dollar has halved. Ghana is over 90% small businesses, and SMEs are suffering. The youth is angry at unemployment. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Employment and underemployment. And the gap within our societies is pregnant. I mean, is there even a middle class now? It feels like you are either at 10 or you are at zero. And that is not a good feeling at all. Everybody's preaching entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. From governments to other institutions, even salaried workers are now preaching entrepreneurship. That is why you join me, Dr. Maxo Ampel, on Mondays and Thursdays on Joy News Prime, DSTV Channel 421, and also on the Joy Business Report on Joy 99.7 FM. As we understand simple nuggets to aid us navigate this global economic downturn. And we do this not as individuals, but as a people, as business people, as entrepreneurs. Let us bring out the entrepreneur in you. Now, in business, Finance Minister Ken Ofreta says he expects the economy to firmly stabilize in the coming month. Now, it follows significant progress made under the IMF program, which has led to the disbursement from the institution and the World Bank. Ken Ofreta cites other programs being implemented to help check budget overruns and help improve revenue. Mr. Ken Ofreta spoke to Joy Business. The numbers are clear. Uh, inflation has gone down by 31% uh, within this period. Um, growth uh, has been strong, uh, despite what we think. Uh, the banks performed much better than we thought, um, and the currency has held. Uh, these are important uh, flat posts, and we'll continue um, to, to keep at them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm expecting uh, a pretty robust year um, with regards to, to the economy. Uh, we will make sure that job creation um, continues. We will make sure that um, the social protection uh, is not compromised, uh, and certainly uh, industry will be supported. And the mutual prosperity dialogue, which is engaging government more actively with the private sector, uh, will continue. And um, I think we'll continue to hold our heads up um, in the months ahead. Any special support for the private sector? They they still see cost of credit as as a, as a major challenge for yeah. them. And how would also this impact on the cost of credit for them? It is. I mean, it's evident, and therefore the issue of the supremacy of inflation. Um, and as we, we move forward, the central bank uh, is clear on moving us towards um, 8 plus or minus 2, target 15, and, and we'll stick to it. 
there has been uh, having to take uh, very difficult decisions, um, bold decisions, but nonetheless um, stick to it. Mm. And I think we are all, the evidence is clear mm. uh, for all of us. So um, for me, um, we can't uh, be timid um, about the way forward. Um, taxes are difficult for mm. everybody, mm. Uh, but that's what helps over the mm. stability. Um, and I think once we begin to speak one language, the resilience is clear. Uh, we should be able to do it. We named our budget mm. Inconim budget, mm. and I dare say mm. that there will be victory. You talked about the budget, and I was trying to wrap up. You talked about taxes. There, there. How is the budget implementation going for you as a minister? I mean, getting um, past this is January taxes. 15, January 13th, mm. and um, in terms of notifications for the MMDAs have all mm. uh, happened um, in terms of the PFM to make sure that um, MMDAs follow through mm. uh, and no excessive um, expenditures will occur. Mm. Um, funds that are not uh, in your budget uh, will not be countenanced. Mm. Um, it's going to be a firm, steady drive uh, to ensure that uh, we meet our goals. Mm. Your businesses feel that they are being suffocated with the, with the level of taxes. What do you say about that word? I don't know about that. I mean, I think in, in all um, um, environments, uh, nobody really likes taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but George, we are 13, 14% revenue to GDP. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. We should be at 20%. And so what is it? Uh, we're going to have... Um, um, a seminar um, with GRA on the issue of client relationships and exactly how to ensure that people are clear uh, mm-hmm. on the taxes that they have to pay and that there's no coercion in what it is done um, and also get ideas on things that need to be rationalized mm-hmm. uh, for us to move forward. But mm-hmm. I think once we, uh, technology is going to be key. Mm-hmm. And I think we are going to. If we rein in on expenditure, can we deal with this whole challenge about our tax GDP ratio argument? If you rein in, well, that's revenue to GDP. Yeah. So no, the argument is that we are low, but some are saying that maybe if you also look at expenditure as well, it won't be a big challenge. Yeah. I mean, expenditure at any point in time in any entity's life, you constantly have to be reviewing that. Mm-hmm. And, and we will do that. Sports is up next. Stay with us.
is important. It's the only way you get to know the things that happen around you, what affects you today and the future. At Joy News, we have reporters scattered around the country who tell us about the communities they live in, the people and their stories. A key part of our job here at Joy News is to make clearer the muffled voices in every part of society. We shine light on the issues. My name is Aisha Ibrahim and this is Joy News. Independent, credible and fearless. Black Star defender Mohamed Salisu has apologized for getting into a confrontation with a journalist after Ghana's final group game at the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations. Now, the 24-year-old was seen in a mixed zone after the Mozambique defeat that ended Ghana's campaign asking to be allowed to fight a journalist whom he deemed to have insulted him. Now, Salisu's comment drew wide criticism from fans who were not impressed with his performances in the tournament. Now, nearly a week after the Black Stars gave away two goals in added time to draw 2-2 against Mozambique and exit the AFCOM, he took to social media to express regret for what uh, happened in Cote d'Ivoire. And in quote, he says, It's with deepest regret that I am writing to you about our disappointing campaign in the 2023 AFCON. And now, the Monaco defender wrote on Instagram, Also, Nigeria sealed a place in the last eight of the ongoing Africa Cup of Nations following the win over Cameroon on Saturday night. Now, the Super Eagles claimed a 2-0 win over the indomitable Lions to ensure an easy passage into the next round of the competition. Ademola Lukman scored in both halves for Joseph Passero's men as they advanced at the expense of the five-time AFCON champions. Now, Semi Ajayi opened the scoring for Nigeria after nine minutes, but the defender's goal was chopped off. The video assistant referee spotted an offside. But there was no denying Nigeria 10 minutes away from the end of the first half of Victor Osehem's brilliant play set up Lukman to break the deadlock. Now, Nigeria continued their dominance after the break and pressed for the second goal, which eventually came in the 90th minute as Calvin Bassi turned the provider this time for Lukman. With a 2-0 win, Nigeria go through to the quarterfinal of the competition where they face Angola, who were 3-0 win over Namibia earlier. That'll be all for sports. World News is up next. Stay with us.
Now, in world news, a number of countries, including the United Kingdom, have halted their financial support for the UN Agency Assistant Palestinian Refugees, UNRWA. Now, the decision follows the agency's dismissal of multiple staff members amid allegations linking them to the October 7 Hamas attacks. Now, expressing dismay, the UK government condemned Israel's accusations alongside the UK, the US, Australia, Italy, Canada, Finland, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and Germany have also suspended additional funding to UNRWA. Now, established in 1949, UNRWA is the largest UN organization operating in Gaza, offering essential services such as health care and education to Palestinians across Gaza. Now, the West Bank, Jordan, Lebanon, and Syria, with approximately 13,000 employees in Gaza alone, the UNRWA has been uh, pivotal in providing refuge to hundreds of thousands of displaced civilians during Israel's recent offensive triggered by the October 7 attacks. In response to Israel's claim, the UNRWA has initiated an investigation into the matter. Israel has persistently accused various United Nations bodies, including UNRWA, of bias and anti-Semitism. That's it for the world news, and that's all we have in this hour. You can log on to myjoyonline.com for more stories. My name is Carlos Galoni. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good afternoon. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.